Hello and welcome. This is In the Back Pocket, Georgie Parker here and, well, husband of the year, Nathan Brown, joining Boxing. me as always. How are you? Uh, good, good. Good, How are you? good. And we've got bets with mates, Kitty Loser, Brendan Goddard joining us as we well. We won't hear the end of this, will no, we? No, you won't. Oh, this team's paying overs. This team, you cannot lose. I, I did say last week. Let's. I was worried about Richmond. Yep. I was worried about you putting everything on Richmond. Yep. It's called a 20% play for a reason, and you've got a 70%, 70%. play. You, you well, got greedy. Well, let's have a you listen to see Brendan. what you have, because you were very, very up and about. You thought you are onto a sure thing. This is playing overs. Oh, this is, this is great value. Richmond to oh, beat Adelaide. You're going the whole lot on the Tigers. That's $1.70. So keep applying the pressure. Keep, keep bringing it. It's fair, to, it's fair to say the bubble burst. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. well, the pressure's so off I started, now. Really, I'm doing started, you a favour. I'm, I started I'm, texting you in the second quarter going, I, 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 I can just feel something going wrong here. I've never watched a game about a team that I didn't care about and be so frustrated with them <laughs> as I did with Richmond. Well, we saw that frustration in the group chat if you're just having to have a look at some live look in the group <laughs> chat after. Uh, <laughs> 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 you just hold into the lollies there, George. <laughs> Always got to hoe into them. Yeah, no, it didn't turn out very well. No. If they, if they played that game ten times, Richmond would win eight times. Right. Them, obviously. Well, they did. Did, so. did you wonder when it was in Adelaide and did any alarm bells go off? Like, yeah, but then I just 20% like play, so you've gone three and a half times a 20% play. They're a young team. Richmond, I still see them as a really good team that could yeah. potentially you know, have, have an impact in finals. Predict Tex Walker to kick five goals? Uh, no, didn't predict You've done what a lot of punters clear, do. Clear, clearly not. When they start <laughs> having a few wins and they've got a bit of a bankroll, they start to get ahead of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like you got the cart before the horse. Okay. This $68 multi's going to win. We've addressed that issue. Let's move on. <laughs> um, let's chat about the Bombers. Yeah. What are your thoughts on them? I feel, you've well, everyone's got a thought on, on Yeah, everyone's got some thoughts on the Bombers. And I, I think due to external and... Uh, external expectations. I think we're all expecting them doing a lot better than what they are. So the reality is at the minute they're, they're the easiest team to play against in the competition, the 18th or whichever way you want to look at their first for scores against. So the easiest team to actually score against. Mm. So there's some issues around the defensive side of the game and that's um, all over the ground. That's just not, uh, there's no real individuals, not based on their defence because the defence is under siege at the minute. But generally their, their ability to defend and their will and their want to defend and get the ball back off the opposition as quick as possible is the worst in the competition. So something needs to change. And it's, it's no coincidence that they are where they are based on being a poor defensive team. Well, it would get into the punting side of that game a little bit later. Obviously, they're playing the big Anzac Day match. Now, Brownie, Trend is your friend. You always come to us with something that you've found. What have you found for us? Well, it's been a couple of years since the big tall forwards and it's been big bags. So for the last few years, it's been twos, threes, fours. Have a look, Have at, a look at all these. And there's been some fours, there's been some fives. Big Matty Taberner kicked a big bag of seven last week. Jeremy Cameron's kicked a six. Taylor Walker's come back in. Peter Wright, obviously. So there's been some big bags kicked. And, you know, for Five plus goals this week. You got King, you got Hawkins, but I think Taylor Walker is in as good a form as anybody at the moment. And playing, they're playing at Mars Stadium, and that's the only what if down there. But the Bulldogs' defence at the moment, they're really battling for tall mm. defenders. So I think Tex, the form he's in. The, he did this the, last year as well. He started did. off very strong. But early all the on. talk coming out of Adelaide was how fit he is coming into this, obviously he missed six weeks, uh, how fit he's been coming into this. Does, does he play a Sandful game or does he come straight back yep. in? And they're like, well, he's so fit. 
And I think 10 years ago, you couldn't come in and play the sort of football he's playing at the moment. So that's why Toby Green is probably a bet for two-plus goals this week yeah. as well. AFL players keep themselves in such better condition than what they did 10 years ago. He comes in for me, Tex kicks goals against the Bulldogs this week. Well, we've got another segment as well, Value Hunters. We love superimposing our heads onto things, isn't it? We do. Every week we try better. and find some value around 20-plus yeah, disposals, 25-plus disposals, and some goal scorers yep. as well. So, and uh, to, who to stay away from, right? Here it is uh, for 20-plus disposals. Max Gorn playing more forward of the ball, getting a lot of the football. Scholl in the middle of the ground. Akers, Warner. But Tim English, have a look at them. There's a couple of Ruckman in there at 20-plus disposals. Midfielders don't really get in that market, into that value section, but you look at Max Gorn and Tim English and they're you doing touched it. touched on English a couple of weeks ago though, didn't you? Regularly at the moment. So English is, and then let's have a look at the 25 plus. And this is the area I like to play in at 25 plus. Ed Langdon at the moment is doing it every week. Dion Prestia comes back in, he's still a pretty good price to do it. Sinclair, I'm backing every week at the moment. So too Bailey Dale and Adam Trelaw. Adam Trelaw's only missed it out once this year. That's the time I backed him for 25 Yeah. <laughs> and then goal scorers as well in the Value Hunters. Himmelberg, look at his last three weeks. Rochelle has done it three times, multiple goals at two plus. Jack Higgins, the one uh, the one goal there in round three, he was injured, so he's gone four, injured, but he kicked that one goal early and five, and Frederick has kicked the last three weeks. So the value in there, I think, is Higgins and Elliot Himmelberg. Do you know who I want to add into that as well? Dylan who? Moore, he's paying $2.05 for two or more goals. That is very good. And he he was playing 3.30 last week, which I backed him into, but two do, four goals last week, two goals of three weeks prior to that as well, $2.05. He's been kicking all in the first quarter as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's go into the GWS and St Kilda match. And while well, Toby Green, the talk of the town, is at the moment with umpires putting your hands out like this, I wonder how he's going to go with the first rules, but he's a huge addition for GWS, isn't he? Oh, he, he is, and like Brownie's just said, that I, he's had such a big build-up to the, his first game back, obviously coming off on a su- suspension. And keep in mind, <laughs> excuse me, that we're five weeks in now, so this is where players generally feel the effects of footy. Mm. They're starting mm. to pull up Sore. a little bit sore. So a guy coming in fresh with the hunger that he would have, I think he'll, he'll have an impact straight away. So someone to look at disposals market and also goals for, as you mentioned, Brownie. You'll be looking at the goals for Toby yeah. Green. So you spend a fair bit of time forward because Toronto's doing a pretty good job. Green's doing a pretty good job through their midfield. But this is Toby Green since round 14 last year. So he's kicked a couple of bags of four, uh, a couple of threes, only gone below two once. And that was in the last round last year in round 23. So Toby Green, and they'll be buoyed by his inclusion. This is a danger game for the Saints. Yeah. I still think the Saints should win. They're good enough to win. They're playing good enough footy, but they're under the pump. And they've shown in recent years when they have been under the pump, they find something in the Giants. Whether they find something from Toby Green coming back or not, but they'll be excited about him coming back in. And I'm going to be backing him for two goals. Well, there's oh, a, lot, there's I, a lot of pressure on GWS. Yeah. Well. And just the talk out of GWS, they know this, they've talked about the next month being really important yeah. for them. So, and it's in Canberra. Yeah. And publicly, when the coach has that. And the they players, just had a flogging as well. Yeah, that's Absolutely correct. Flogging. So that's where it is. I, I think stay away from the head to head against 
you know, a good a form as St Kilda are in, but just stay away from this because GWS are desperate to get back on the on the winning board uh, and just the talk out of them that they know they're desperate for a couple of wins. So there's two players in this game I want to back. I want to back Toby Green for two goals. I also want to back Jack Higgins for two goals. We've yeah. already shown his goal chart and the fact that he got injured uh, very early against the Tigers, but just playing some good footy. If they get enough inside forward 50, I think Jack Higgins does it again. So here he is. Uh, he kicked four behinds in round one, so it was around all intents and purposes, he should be probably either two or three there. Then he goes to four, gets injured in round three, didn't play because of that concussion, comes back last week and kicks a five. So he's up and about, Jack Higgins, and he's mm. playing the sort of footy that he played at Richmond that became, or made him a household name. And the fact that the Saints are getting more ball inside 50 yep. and they're scoring from stoppages as well, I think is, is a big fill-up for do Jack Higgins. Do you think the attention on Max King that he's getting is helping those sort of small forwards? I, I think he's doing his job. And I think the fact that he's playing that roving role, but he's also cheating a bit. When I say cheating, I mean... Being smart. You watch his games last week and there's guys that cheat who don't defend and there's guys that read the ball well. And I think Jack Higgins is in the latter part of that. I think he's reading the ball better than everyone else and he's quick. So when he does go, he really goes. And the fact that the Saints aren't turning the footy over like they did last year, I mean, he might have been doing this all last year. We don't know. But the Saints turn the footy over in the middle, goes back the other way and they score. At the moment, they're not turning it over and it's allowing King and it's allowing Higgins to be able to kick goals. And what's a positive, remember he, he was criticised for being selfish, I'm going to say, three weeks ago. And to his credit, he's really responded, hasn't he? He's had an impact on the, on the, the scoreboard. But I think as a team member now, his last three weeks, have, he's really took that criticism on board and he's really changed his ways. Well, and it shows having a week off, then coming in fresh as well after yeah. that, that um, concussion. Western Bulldogs and Adelaide. Adelaide should be taking a bit of confidence after their win they just had. They have, they'll need it coming against a side that's started to play into They were really good. They were really good. But they're a young side, Adelaide, and it was in Adelaide. So this is a different this yeah. is a different beast. You, you go to Mars Stadium in Ballarat, you never know what you're going <laughs> to get. You've but played I, there in the snow, haven't you? I have checked the uh, the weather, and it's going to be 17 to 18, and it's going to be fine. So I don't think there's going to be any issues. Yeah. But it is a foreign ground, so it's going to take these young players a little bit of time to sort themselves out. But here's the last five games in Adelaide, and um, Bulldogs have been very good. They've played Adelaide a couple of times, a couple of times there. So there's going to be some players who have been there and they know the surrounds of the ground. Yeah. The last one was around 20 last year. So Adelaide have been able to score. They've been able to score heavily this year. And the Bulldogs haven't been able to hold sides out at the moment. So I looked at the Adelaide total points and it's 71 and a half at the moment. So I, I'm tipping the Bulldogs, but I still think Adelaide can get over that. I think yeah. it's going to be a high scoring game. And so for me, the Bulldogs win, but Adelaide still score more than 71 and a half high scoring game. How goal kickers, how about some of the goal kickers are there? We've obviously spoken about Taylor Walker for three, four, five, you even suggesting $10 for five goals, if I don't mind. How any goals? Oh, yeah, it's Texas, the obvious one. And we t I think a Rochelle lot of us have talked well. about Rochelle as well being such, uh, having such an impact as first year player, but even Ali Himmelberg's game last week, he, he's a been a developing forward and we know that they generally take longer but it had a huge impact mm. and, and you're playing against an experienced back six in Richmond obviously one of the great teams yeah. the last you know 10 15 years so uh, he's one to look to for, for two or plus more goals yeah. another player you, you come up against the Bulldogs defense the, it's not Richmond there's no they're, they're not as good as Richmond and Adelaide the big score against them last week well what about Marcus Bontempelli played a lot of forward last week yep. first couple of questions see him for doing that again or what is his perfect balance well I think he's going to be playing has to play 60 to 70 percent forward I mean his numbers he's scoring are, goals he, yeah his possession numbers are down and he's such a good one-on-one -on -one player the fact that it was a one-on-one -on -one contest last week um, I think it was 
Lewis Young, who fell over in the one-on-one contest. Mar- Marcus Bontempelli makes plays. He scares people. Makes mistakes. Yep. So, I mean, he just fell over, lost his feet. Bontempelli walks in and kicks an easy goal. So stay away from Bontempelli position markets and go after the goal. So I'll be back in Bont this week for two-plus mm-hmm. and also three-plus. He's a big price for four-plus. Can he do it? I think he can. Adelaide, do they have a, a natural defender to go to? Not really sure. Uh, there's no real defender that... Can match him for size and pace and yeah. ability. It's almost like you have to play a key defender on him, but can the key defender go yeah, within the ground level? How many have those? Yeah. Because you've you still got to go to Norton. <laughs> you've still got to go And you've still got to give respect to yeah. Waitman, the way he's been playing. Yep. Um, so that's the part of the ground that's working for the dogs. It's just the back end that's not working. Yeah, that's it. Well, another couple of teams that, well, I don't think that either of you would want to get back head-to-head into this game, that is Port Adelaide and West Coast. You don't know what's going to happen for either of these teams, do you? Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide need a win. They do. Port Adelaide, They'll win this, Port Adelaide win this game. Port Adelaide, I'm no. as confident for Port Adelaide as, as he was, was for Richmond <laughs> last week. We put the, the bets with Mates Kitty on it. Look, they, I'm going to have some money on the bets with Mates Kitty, but last week they came from 50 points down and almost rolled the Blues. They put Butters into the middle. They put Wines Rosie into the middle. They put Houston into the middle. Um, and they moved some of their players around a little bit. And I thought they found the balance with some of the younger players and the, and the quicker players through the middle of the ground. West Coast, I just can't see how they how they beat them. I just cannot see how West Coast win this game. And they've had a real problem with rotating players but defending small forwards. So when you come up against Port Adelaide, there's no better small forward. And this is the stats so far this year. This is against West Coast. So there's a lot of players kicking multiple goals. Now you're coming up against an aging Robbie Gray, but still an aging Robbie Gray kicked three last week against the Blues. And he is a star, Robbie Gray. So for me, Robbie Gray. He could have won the match for them last week though. They didn't. Robbie Gray two, three years ago, clutch would have kicked them. Yep. Two plus goals for Robbie Gray. Three plus goals for Robbie Gray this week against West Coast. Buy beware. And what about this? Oh I yeah, I'm, I'm with I'm with Brownie. The Port have to win this game. They're, they're not going zero on six, are they? Surely. And you can no. you imagine the repercussions from that for Ken Hickley and Port Adelaide Football yep. Club if they cannot beat West Coast at home. At home in the position that West Coast are in and where they're coming from, they you must this this will, if they lose this game, literally just put a line straight through them. So they they have to win this game. They will. I believe they will. And there's some players that you wouldn't bet into, Shuey. Well, it's a risk. The way they played last yeah. week, they came back, they looked a bit rusty. So I'd, I'd be steering clear of those guys that get big numbers for West Coast at the moment. Now, Brownie, time for the bet with Mates Kitty. It is, and it's back to $1,000, the bet with Mates Kitty. It's been taken out of BJ's invoices that he's been sending <laughs> into sports, but uh, it cost us 2200 So much cost me But you've... You've scarred me. Oh, I was going to go Port Adelaide head-to-head head against West Coast at $1.35, but I've tempered that and I've brought that back. There's a, <laughs> pick your own line. So Port Adelaide 12.5 plus, which wow. means they can win by anything, but they can't be beaten by 13 points. Yep. So if they, they get beaten by West Coast by 13 points, I'm in some trouble. And the other one to go with that is Adam Trelaw to get 20-plus disposals against Adelaide. And what's that paying? You're moulding them together and you're getting $1.25. So, so you're to get two What's a 20% He criticised me last week when I was throwing up some options about no. putting it. No, a, I didn't. I told you to go Melbourne into Brisbane. He, he criticised me. He's like, you're putting a multi. You're putting all that money on a multi. So here he is. Yeah. Week later. I like it. I'll, I'll I'd it's, rather... a free, it's a free swing because we'll the pressure. Twelve hundred and fifty bucks in there next week. Yeah, happy with that. Well, plenty of other games coming up just on the other side of this. Find some value around that twenty to twenty-five plus mark. Tim English, Darcy Byrne, Joan, Patrick Nash. We've got a second page of them. 
So I'm going to be taking Zach Bailey two goals, and taking three goals. The market for him at 25 plus disposals, I expect Trelaw to actually bounce back. Is the yeah. value there Bailey Dale? He's done it three times and his last two games have been outstanding. What? You'd be taking Isaac Keeney, yeah. two plus, three plus. Brad Crouch, if you're looking at him for 25, 30 pluses, you should be looking around those areas and anchoring your multis with that 25 plus line. And for me, the value sits around Ed Langdon. Look for a bit of value around Zach Butters. Charlie <laughs> Kerno the same, so trend is a friend, you've got to follow it, but uh, Charlie Kerno, you'll be backing him. Two plus goals for Zach Bailey. $50 on Josh Rochelle for two or more goals. Tex is back, I think he'll get a little bit more space. Ben Keith for 25 plus and Matt Crouch for 25 plus. Jeez, mm. you had a... Felt like it was a green tick-off every time I spoke. Oh. Mm. Yeah, mm. Didn't see BJ on there too much. A couple of times. <laughs> no, it's because you can't, got, got we can't get used back. to stop talking, Nathan. Fremantle and Carlton, you can't help that this is a make or break for both of these teams, really. Fremantle are flying under the radar, four and one. Carlton, well, they've been pretty good as well. I'm really not sure about this one. I don't know if Fremantle are going to be able to win at home or Carlton can be as good as they well, have been over in Melbourne. It's the game of the round for me. Yeah. Fremantle have been really good defensively. Carlton held on last week. And they've won a few games like that now, the Blues. So it's hard to get a form line, but their best is very, very, very good. Very good. Fremantle, uh, they are the number one team to score from turnovers this year. Now, they've, they've never had that in their arsenal before. Yeah, they've always yeah. been a good defensive side. And they allow 46 entries inside forward 50. Yep. But... When they cause turnovers, and if the Blues don't use the ball well, Fremantle preying on those turnovers at home, it's going to be hard for the Blues to win this one. No, I think it's delib oh, deliberate. They've planned for that, though. They've got so much speed in the front half. You, you can reel off a number of guys, but that when they do turn it over, they generally get up the field, you know, fill up the space when defensively, and then when they do win it, they, they go. So that's why they're so hard to stop once they do cause a turnover and when they go forward because of the speed in the front half is uh, is pretty electric. Let's talk about their scoring yeah. and the scoring against Fremantle because it's been elite this year as we look at this. Now, round one back in Adelaide, they won the game. That's the highest they've allowed in. Against St Kilda, it was a low scoring game. And now the last three games, 47, 54, 59, those three sides, yes, they probably should keep into where they are, but they're number two ranked side at defending at the moment. And there's a pretty good company there. Melbourne, number one, Brisbane, number three. So this week, the total points for Carlton is gonna fluctuate between that 74 to 76 mark. And if Fremantle win this game, they keep Carlton to under that. So I'm pretty keen on Carlton, total points under, it's around that 74 to 76 mark. How about, yeah? Oh, if you're looking from the other side, so Carlton are looking at that saying, we're probably gonna struggle to score this week. So where, where do we win the game? Where do we sit? So we'll have, they're probably sitting there thinking, we're gonna to have to keep Fremantle to, to one to 70 points as well, to give ourselves the best chance. So this could be a lower scoring, but I'm interested to see the approach from Carlton because we've seen their dominance when they play well and their ability to score with the two you know, tall forwards and, and them having an impact and their ability to win the ball in the midfield. So when it becomes a real arm wrestle, kind of where do they sit? So it's a, it's a really good game to see where Carlton actually sits. I like that thinking, to know you're not gonna score as heavily mm. as what you have the last well, few weeks. Well, don't expect to. We so may. how do we win it? Yeah. Trent is your friend too. We spoke about mm -hmm. Charlie Kernow last week and the fact that we backed him in at $10 for the first goal. He's done yeah. it three times now, three out of the five games. And it's a trend. So you should have, if you backed him last week like I did, you'll have some money in your kitty. So just allocate some of that to Charlie Kernow again this week. Yeah, we well can get some good early money in your account. Who are you jumping off? Well, Wait. I was on him Wait in the early it. seat. Another, another brownie segment. Yes. 
That is me doing that, by the way. That that, that is that me is, jumping out of the airplane. When I, found I did it. that on my own. That was my that was my solo jump. First on ever my own. jump. First ever jump on debut. Well, who are you jumping off here, Brownie? I'm jumping off Matthew Kennedy. So I've backed him in the first three rounds, and I've backed him in the last couple of rounds. But early season form, pre-season form, outstanding. But the last two weeks, he's only had six kicks. Both games. Have a look at it. he's gone from 19, 17, 16, 6 and 6. So for me, I look at those numbers and he's still handballing. He's not covering the ground. Is that maybe? Either that is because he's got a slight injury. Or, or the influence of Sam Walsh coming back into the team that maybe it, just taken away be. from his. So I'm just holding fire on Matthew Kennedy. There's going to be a time when we load up on Matthew yep. Kennedy again. But just this week against Fremantle, who See keep it doing. in tight. Um, I'm just going to jump off a little bit because uh, George Hewitt playing some great footy at the moment um, on the outside. Sam Walsh is in there. So I'm just, just holding fire on Matthew most Kennedy. back again. So his time in the middle may just... Uh, Will he be limited game time, do you think, though? Uh, limited game time in terms of as a midfielder? Yeah. Uh, or potentially, because they all can't fit in there, obviously. So, But because you, of his hammy? Uh, oh, maybe. So, yeah, so there's a, probably a number of factors, but uh, I, I like that one. Would you stay away from Paddy Cripps if he's playing as well? Um, Question no, without notice. This sorry. week I would, yep, if he comes back. I'm not sure if he I, comes back. I, I don't think you, they'd risk him with a travel. Yeah, it's a quick hammy. Yeah, so, so if it was if it was any concerns, you, that, I think... And against Fremantle, be clubs aren't getting big numbers against Fremantle. Yep. So it's, it's a risk, whoever yeah. you're taking. Well, the Roos and the Cats. Cats putting their hand up to be Premiership favourites up there with uh, Melbourne. This only saving grace for North Melbourne is it down in Tasmania. <laughs> Uh, it, is, it is saving grace, and it is. And uh, look, they play better there. They do play better there, but uh, who would be a coach? Me. Three weeks ago against Brisbane, they were smashed, uncompetitive, and then they got the response. And we spoke about Sydney. last week yeah. against Sydney, and then last week in the first quarter, they gave up in the first quarter alone twenty-three uncontested marks in the midfield. Yep. Uh, it's just uncompetitive, and I'm not sure whether they're trying to play that one kick back. But there were so many times where the Bulldogs players marked it; they're allowed yeah. to turn around, play on, and then hit the next one after quarter time, they tightened that up, did a really good job, but the game was done, the game was over, and then it puts pressure on them for this week, and clubs have been having fill-ups, clubs have been having fill-ups in, in tall forwards, so Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins this week, these are the fill-ups against them, they're big numbers, I mean, they're, they're, three's a big number in this day and age, in, in the, and then you've got fours and you've got fives, yeah. you've got three lots of fives there, McCarthy, Norton and Wakeman, so now you're coming up against, I think, the two very best forwards in the competition and in Jeremy form. Cameron and Tom Hawkins. So they kick goals this week. Yeah. I'm backing them both for two goals and three goals. Well, my question for you then is if you're so confident in Geelong, why wouldn't you put your bets with mates Kitty on them? Because it's down in Tasmania and I don't know. It's like... A, it's like is Probably that, paying under $1.20 doesn't get his 20%. <laughs> yeah. It's like a vortex down there sometimes. You just don't know what's going to happen at that ground. Yeah. So North Melbourne do play better down there. And the Cats finished. I don't like it when sides finish off games poorly, and they finished off the game poorly against the Hawks last week. Missing Sometimes as well. he's, they he's can take that out. into the next game. Yep. And I just I worry about sides that get belted in last quarters. Okay, Gold Coast and Brisbane. Q clash. Brisbane, another team that I just cannot see losing this one. It's down on the Gold Coast. They can't. Gold Coast are one. playing okay they footy. Are. Yeah, they're, they're, I just don't think they're there. And that's unfortunate because they're, they're playing some reasonable footy but not getting results. And they're playing good footy against good opposition, yeah. which is really promising. Yep. But the whole, you know, we're, we're, in, we're in the game of wins and losses, <laughs> unfortunately, for Gold Coast and their supporters. So, um, But you'd say they're, they're a small chance, but I, I don't see any way around them beating Brisbane this week. Well, Tough game to bet into. 
I think, because there's no value in Brisbane at the price. So it's almost like get your packet of chips out, sit on the couch and watch Joe Danaher Pick play against Sam Collins. If you were picking between I, Tom Hawkins or Joe Danaher, who would you be picking? Ooh. Oh, right now? Yep. Like right this week. If you had to pick one. Yep. Okay. Oh, for the future, Joe Danaher, because no, he's No, younger. right this, this week. <laughs> you need him for, for this week. week in a great oh, this week, I'm taking Tom Hawkins this week because okay. Joe Danaher is playing against um, Sam Collins, who... Um, I think he's a wonderful player and had a yep. great battle with Max King last week. King kicked three, but I thought Collins handled himself, intercept marks, and um, he's going to have his work cut out for him, Janaher, to be kicking goals this week. But the ball will be in there a lot, but I'm staying out of this game. If there's one th- yeah, so probably a number of reasons you stay out of the game of punting, but if there's one thing, you'd probably say you look at disposal markets yeah, because Gold Coast is the bleeding s- yeah, second disposals. worst team in the competition in terms of numbers against. So they're averaging, the opposition averaging, sorry, 387 disposals against Gold Coast. So that'll be something you look into for disposal markets. So, so here's the Brisbane 25 plus disposal. So Lockie Neal, the price is gone. So you may as well just skip over Lockie Neal. But Daniel Rich and I think Jared Lyons, who are very, very consistent, player. both at $1.91. I think that's where the value is. Even, even Dane Zorko is playing, as we, as most of us know, on a halfback flank. Mm. Easy spot to play in yeah. the game, according <laughs> to Brownie. When he's not injured, like he sometimes runs around like, like he looks like a duck, he waddles around. And he, that, that game down in Geelong, I backed him. And, um, he's, he gets injured a lot, Dane Zorko, but still remains out there. Yeah, he's a tough, tough ombre. He does. Richmond and Melbourne. Melbourne, 10 goal third quarter last week. They were in second gear, thought, nah, let's put the foot down and tape it off in the end. No one can beat them at the moment, you wouldn't think. Well, Richmond won't beat them. It was scary how good they were Why in that third quarter. Why don't you put them quarter. on? Dollar hey? 23 Melbourne. Um, You're very said, confident to this. I probably could have. I probably could have. But I'd be laughing next week when I've added... <laughs> Sound like me for last week. I've added 25% to the kitty. Yeah, OK. No, I'm happy I'm with it. I've been a hero. No, like I love it. But Stephen May, let's talk about frothies. So... Um, he takes the kickouts, and it is Stephen May. I bet disposals. you have a good stat for this. 24, 22, 23. How consistent is that? Every game bar one as above a 22 as a full back. 20 plus disposals, that's too short at $1.36. 25 plus disposals, I think it's a stretch looking at what he's done. Hasn't done it once. But you look at his over under, 22 and a half, right in the sweet spot, $1.88. The value's there for Stephen May. So he's taken 42 kickouts this year. How many? He's we played on 41 times. Wow, and why brownie. not? The, the, the mark is 15 metres back. Big Frothies yeah. is a good kick. Um, take that 15 metres and blast it in. But when you're having that many kickouts per game, which is eight, you're getting uh, yep. eight free possessions a mm. game, which I don't think our traders factor in. They're very don't easy tell possessions. Them. Shush, shush, shush. Petrarca and Langdon, though, let's have a look at them head-to-head in terms of possessions. Yeah, well, uh, Brownie highlighted Langdon earlier. So and he's, some cash. Uh, his last three weeks have been outstanding. And it's good to see Wingman now getting yeah. a bit of appreciation. Yeah. Probably more externally, because I think internally for a long time they've had a high value on, teams do, on their wingman and their role they actually play. Yeah. Um, but it's good to see now externally. They'll both get 25 Langdon. this week, because oh. Richmond don't tag. Correct. So, but the, the value lies in Ed Langdon. Dollar 91. Yeah, but I, I'd, I'd be putting Petrarca, if you're having same-game multis, you'd be putting Petrarca in there. They don't, they don't tag, so... With Langdon um, as, as 25-plus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I like it. Well, all the Anzac Day matches coming up just on the other side of this.
Welcome back to In the Back Pocket. Couple of Anzac Day clashes starting off with Hawthorne and Sydney. And Hawthorne, incredibly good win last week that not many people probably predicted, but Sydney they're going to be top four for me at the end of the season. It's going to be hard to beat Sydney. And uh, Hawthorne now, they've, they've got such a great one too. Buddy Gunston back playing? And Sicily. Now, um, not Gunston and also Lewis. So Lewis is out, obviously yeah. with hamstrings. So a lot gets left to Jack Gunston. But look, I was thinking this was a 50-50 game. Now with Lewis out, that tips it back in to Sydney's favour. But I've got an, I love an anchor. I love a multi-anchor. Yeah. And this week it is James Sicily. Um, they, they, the way they give the ball to him, James Sicily, is just like it's yeah, a clear give instruction, it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. A, a, give it to him and kick it because he's such a great kick. You watch when Blake Harbick takes most of the kickouts. The kick goes into the pocket and it goes straight to Sicily. <laughs> Harbick runs on and tries to get it back. Sometimes Sicily gives it to him. Sometimes he doesn't. But you think Sicily can get it back? But yeah. yeah, I think it was six or seven times last week. I called the game. Harbick kicks it into the pocket. Here's Sicily. So disposal wise. I just think he has to anchor every multi yep. that you're going with at 20-plus disposals. James Sicily this week. So uh, have we got his numbers? $1.41. Like it. What about your trend is your friend, Dylan Moore? Dylan Moore. He He's kicked, kicked the first goal three, three times? of the last five games. And then what did he kick it? And last week he kicked <laughs> the second and the third goal. That's it. And I interviewed him on the Sunday footy show yeah. last week. And he was, it was, it was a cross. He was out at Waverley. And I said, uh, mate... And I, try, I didn't try to make it about betting. I said, gee, you're a faster. I love, I love players who get up and about early and get hey, self-starters. For a first and goal. I said, you picked the first goal three of the last four games. And he goes, yeah, my mates are loving it too. Oh, I they're, they're I did not. All over it. And then he realised what he'd said and he thought, I don't know whether I can get in trouble. You could see him go, oh, yeah, but, you know, it's been good. <laughs> and then I felt bad for him, but he's, um, he's, he's, he's just a bit of a lad. So, friend is your friend. I'm going to back him again. Yeah, and I, like I said at the top, $3.30 was paying for two or more goals last week, $2.05 now for two or more. Do you think he'll be able to get a couple of goals? Or, or, or he's, he's, the trend is he's scoring his goals, goals. in the first half as well. Yeah. So maybe yeah. any time goal score in the first and second yeah. quarters would, would be a good bet as well. We rolled with that with Max King last week and didn't work out. Well, he got injured. Let's Anytime go. goal scorer last quarter. He got injured. Let's remember that. Uh, Essendon and Collingwood, one of the, if not the biggest match on the calendar, other than if not, the grand on, final. On, Get him up, he Other just, than the grand final. The it's, it's hard getting tickets for this one as it is for the grand final. It is. And it I, is. How and is it playing? And just it? quickly, the atmosphere at an Anzac Day is better than a grand final. Easily. I played in three grand finals. But, oh, did you? And it's only because. <laughs> how many did you win? It's only because. <laughs> It's only because a grand final, I think the stats are it's 30, like 70% supporters, 30%, 30% corporates. Yeah. And when yeah. you're at Anzac Day, it is literally, depending on the home. Just on that grand final. It's a 60-40. <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> it's literally old, black and white. Do you reckon the bounce of the ball just in that... Who's Milne? Yeah. Come on. What you, happened? Nothing. Were you suggesting you should have just went and picked it up? No. You're a small forward, mate. You're an opportunist small yeah. forward back in the day. You Come on, the Stevie. Come on. No, he's, like a good, he's a good man. He's a good man. He's like an umpire of a Open old boots and the toe Come poke. Essendon but it is an unbelievable it's atmosphere. Really the build-up to the game, it's it's yeah. chilling. It's it's extraordinary. It's one of those things that attract me to Essendon at the time, and uh, I'm very grateful well, that I was on, a part of the day. So On Essendon, though. On Essendon. Take me into the coach's box at the moment. Well, there can't be a happy camp. Yeah, I think it's clear. So they know internally what they're doing. Give so them strength. The 18, 18 for scores against. So, so the easiest team to score against yeah. in the competition. Champion data, their pressure index, they are last. Look at that. Look That's all scored. over the ground as well. And another thing I highlighted uh, in yesterday's article with Jake Nile is that 
during around the stoppage, so the midfielders. So the defence in particular rely on pressure up the field, and mm. in particular from the midfield, and they're not getting that. They are the worst in the competition for pre and post stoppage pressure. So that's where that's where the buck would start. So or stop with them, Essendon in the minute. Surely there's a response this week. Has to be. But is it the response around the issues that they're facing and the trends and the patterns that we're seeing in their games that they're easy? Is it around that or is it there will be a response in terms of effort and intensity? Sure. But in terms of their will and want to actually defend, that's another thing. Okay. And, th- and, th- and that's mindset, right? The great thing about defence, Brownie and George, is it takes no talent whatsoever. Mm. So if they and really want to defend... Stop. Mongrel. Yeah, correct. If they really want to defend and stop the opposition from scoring, get the ball off them as quick as possible, it's all about their will and want and their mindset. So I'll ask you a punting question. We've just seen all the scores that the Bombers have conceded. Yep. Um, this week, Collingwood, I think their total points over underline just for Collingwood's about 93 and a half. Yep. That seems high for me, even mm. in this game. And with the Bombers' response... Well, that's based on a trend, right? So Yeah. The Bombers' response that you expect from robust conversations they should have had this week... Yep. Can Collingwood kick that 93 plus? Well, you'd say no, because there has to be a response. So uh, you'd get back to basics and you'd want to make it almost a dogfight. Like, why wouldn't you take the mentality of a, a Fremantle and say, we'll, we'll strict the opposition to less than 80 points? Not what it so, looks like at the minute. So maybe the bet is Collingwood under 93 and a half. Correct. Make would, it a dogfight. Would yeah. that be more of the mentality of we're not going to let them score rather than you scoring? Is that yeah. more important in this kind That's of situation? That's not their overall thinking. It'll be of more around not. defence and pressure. So therefore the the outcome of that rather is, suffocate them. is that Collingwood yeah. big ability to score. So that's right. But I, th- I think that, that under 93 and a half, I think it was, is, is I think it's big what if for the Bombers is can they make it a dogfight? Collingwood, they had the game played in their half of the ground. They're the number one side for inside 50 mm. differential this year. So the, the ball is going to live there if that trend continues, which it should. So I don't see any value in the game. What about Maybe the Anzac apart from medal? the total points under for Collingwood. Anzac Day medal. You Anzac love Day the best medal. on ground. Well, That's right. I just like these medals because you get value. Yeah. You get value. Let's have a look at what value you are getting in this one. So you've got Jordan Degowie at sevens. You've got Jack Crisp and Taylor Adams. They're the two that I'm going yeah. after because I think – it's a hard game. It's what, Anzac. What's Scotty, and Pen- that, Scotty and Pen- was the all-time they, winning Anzac. He's Day playing Mills, half-back now and he's just he, he's doing his job, but he's not playing the sort of footy Crisp or Taylor Adams is. So he's they vote on great game the last Anzac week, spirit, which I think Jack Crisp and also Taylor Adams exhibit. So if Collingwood win, they're the two bets on what about What about if Essendon win? If Essendon yeah. win, it'll be Darcy Parrish because he'll have 36-37 because Collingwood don't tag. He gets 36-37 every week. Um, the only player, if they do win the Bombers, who can beat him is maybe a Peter Wright if he kicks five Two or six. Meter. That's it. Well, Anzac Day, can't wait for it. Best game on the calendar. Biggest and best. That's mm. it. Well, hundred... Just on that grand Yeah, <laughs> You're an idiot. $100 play. Let's have a look at what we had a little play with last week. And, well... I don't think there's too many winners in this, was there? Well, Zach was, Bailey... The only reason why she's bringing it up, she's pretty confident in this segment, <laughs> is she's the only one with all green. No, well, only in one of them there, Adam Trelaw. I went bullish with him on the 30 just to get a little bit more value. Ended up on 27. So you lost 2,200 for us last week, and now you're negative 86. <laughs> Zach Bailey got up for me. The Cats, I thought, going into three-quarter time, I thought that four-leg multi was absolutely going. Jack Zebel missed a goal from 15, then had a shot after the siren <laughs> to kick another one, and it was a it was a mung kick, and McRae had 29. So I, I was close. I, I was close. Oh, so. If you want to play that game, mate, look, Richmond, just, they, they lost. did me over Tim with Lynch. my five-leg multi. Yeah. Tom Lynch, obviously, that ties him in the Tigers. And then Josh Junkley and Aaron Hall gets injured. 
Yeah. And yeah, then so Josh Dunkley, the first time in five weeks, he doesn't have 25. <laughs> technically, you bad, get that It's fair to say I had a bad week last week. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go through your $100 play of today, though. My $100 play, guys, this week's disposal. I'm going 20. I normally like the 25-plus disposal markets, but I'm going Sinclair. May, Sicily is anchoring all my multis this weekend. Caleb Daniel and Bailey Dale, all for 20-plus disposal. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have 50 on that. I'm having 40 on a multi. Collingwood, into the dogs, into the Ds. Yep. That will get up. And first goal scorer, I love the way Tech starts games. Tech's against the Bulldogs defenders. Only got the 10 bucks because he's paying nine. So $10 on the big Texan. Bit of value. I like it. Let's get you out of the red. What are you saying? (laughs) (laughs) I need to. I've actually gone a little bit safer this week, in a sense. So $50, (laughs) Hawkins, three-plus goals. We highlighted him earlier in the show. Charlie Cameron, two-plus. I think uh, they don't have too many great uh, small defenders in Gold Coast, that is. And Andy Brayshaw, if Cripps plays... He'll he'll be fine. He's not flying to Perth, getting on the plane. He'll be at the pointy end anyway, but he'll be right to go, and he'll have 25-plus with Andy Brayshaw. And $50 on the Western Bulldogs, Port Adelaide, Brisbane and Geelong to win. That's a certainty. I you, like Parker? that you've gone safer with a $5 yeah. multi. I love it. I've gone some big goal scorers for Geelong. I've gone Cameron for 4-plus and Hawkins for 3-plus. Four plus. Oh, they're the two best. Seven between them. Yep, absolutely. Ooh. They're playing North Melbourne, and as you highlighted... Yeah, Which but as you... Correct. As you highlighted, though, they're letting their big forwards... Very windy. They'll be kicking seven goals. You'll see my kicks later. I'm starting big, coming down to 25 on them. I've got 25, then Tommy Tommy Green. Toby Green's back in the side, so I expect him to kick a couple, and Maxi King for a couple as well. And then Gresham, you like him. Oh, I do, but I don't like the ball going to him. And then, well, I like that you're questioning me because I'm going to get some tips. <laughs> Most of the time I question you, you've got them up. Yeah, that's it. And then I've gone $50, Brisbane head-to-head, Melbourne head-to-head, Geelong 25-plus. That's going, I guess, into you got my six seven. bets on. No, and then Hawkins 2-plus. Three bets. Busy. That's Busy it. weekend for that's Georgie. It. Can't wait for them to get up. Well, that's my $100 play. If you're having a punt on the footy this weekend, please enjoy the footy. But more importantly, please gamble responsibly. 